Hi everyone, this is Henry Hahn. Welcome back for another podcast. My guest today is Hal Townsend. Hal, thank you for coming back to do this. And um, I understand that you have a certain thought or topic that you want to uh, start this fellowship with. Yeah, I wanted to, to talk about the vision of the body. And in relation to that, how very few Christians have a vision of anything other than maybe just they're saved and then someday they're going to go to heaven and be with the Lord. And maybe at the most in this life, um, trying to be a a good Christian, uh, obey the Lord as much as they can, uh, serve the Lord as much as they can, those kinds of things. Serve people. Right. Yeah. So those kind of seem to be the vision, but it seems like in God's economy, in his purpose, there is an overall governing vision that he has and that he wants us to have, and uh, and that is in relation to the body of Christ. It kind of begins, the example kind of begins with, with the Apostle Paul, how when he was Saul of Tarsus and he was uh, a good Jewish activist. <laughs> yeah. He was an activist against the against the believers, those who were Christians. Yes. And he was going about persecuting them and he was listening listening from the street to find people who were calling on his name and he would go and he persecute them and get letters from in their homes. Right, exactly. He'd get letters from the from the priests or from the Sanhedrin or whoever to go into people's homes and pull them out and throw them in jail because it was totally against Judaism that they would believe in Christ mm. because they were giving up Jewish uh, religion. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he, on the uh, way to Damascus, as we know the story, uh, the Lord appeared to him, a great light. He was, uh, it was knocked down. Those people that were with him heard something, but anyway, he heard the Lord audibly from heaven, wasn't it? From from heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he got knocked down, he saw the bright, bright light. He said, Lord, who are you? Mm-hmm. And then the Lord said, I'm Jesus, who you are persecuting. The interesting thing about that is that he never did persecute the Lord himself directly. When the Lord was on the earth, Yeah, he was probably just a young man, maybe even, I don't know, not born yet. Maybe, I don't know, but no, he whatever. Must have been he, born he must have been. Yeah, yeah. But at any rate... Um, he wasn't one of those who was persecuting the Lord physically then, but later he was. But the Lord said, I, I am Jesus who you are persecuting. And so the people that he was persecuting were the believers who are the members of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So by the Lord's mercy in just that, he gave to Paul a vision seeing that this Jesus who was addressing him from the heavens was also represented on the earth by the believers. Yes. And so there was a connection. Yeah. And uh, obviously there was more revelation after that point, but that was the beginning. That was the the beginning. That was the initiation, the the initiation. Right. So, so that revelation uh, and that understanding of that relationship of the members or or the believers and Jesus was developed until you get to First uh, Corinthians twelve, where right. he gives a great understanding of what of the body of Christ, yes, and all of the members, and the head, and all of the members who were gifted, and how there is no member more important than the other; that they're all one. 
So his vision there is really clear. Developed, got developed. Developed yeah. and clear. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so that when you go back to Acts then, when he was brought before King Agrippa, he said that he was not disobedient, disobedient to, to the, the heavenly, heavenly vision. vision. Yeah. So this is a heavenly vision of God's purpose, God's well, economy. Yeah. And that is the building up of the body of Christ all believers being one, as we fellowshiped in the earlier uh, podcasts about being one because we all have the same life. We're all born of the same Father. Yeah. We're all members of the same body with Christ as our head. Mm -hmm. And this vision of the body of Christ is something that many Christians uh, miss. Many times I, I talk to Christians and they talk about, oh, well, what, what body do you meet with? Or They'd say, this is our, our body or this body and that body of believers and so on. To me, there's an indication that they don't see that there is just one body. Mm -hmm. And any group of believers gathering together is still that body. Mm. Although yeah. it's just a small group of them, it's still the one Lord's body. body. Still one body. Still one yeah. body. So this is a governing <clears throat> vision that um, I think can govern our whole life and our whole living and our yeah. Christian experience, especially in relation to other believers. That's a really good point that you're bringing up, Hal. And uh, uh, what I think what you're getting at, what I'm hearing, is that there needs to be an overarching vision. What is the overarching vision for believers? Is, right. Are there many different visions for you know, for different believers, I'm a, you know, I have a Chinese background. Is there a vision for, for a Chinese Christian and a different vision for, um, you know, Kansan, Kansan <laughs> Christian, you know, I mean, do you see one vision of that's different than me? And, and it, uh, there is uh, African-American believers, uh, are, are they, and of course there's Nigerian believers who have wonderful Nigerian believers that I've met. Mm -hmm. uh, do they have a different vision than in Africa than us in America? All right. I mean, I think those are mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of an ob almost an obvious question. Right. Like right. do we see as believers in Jesus with the same faith, is there only one vision for us to see? Or are there many visions? based on our background, right, or who we are. And I think your point is there is only one vision, yeah, right? There is right. one vision right. of what God is after right. and that we need to enter into his vision. That's right. It's not like I have a vision and I want to bring people into my vision or you have a vision, people bring into your vision. Right. But there is God has a vision. Yes. He has a dream. Right. And are we being brought into his vision? And if we if we are, then we see the same thing. Yes, right. That's right. If we, if we're if we're not, then we could be seeing different things. And if we're seeing different things, then how can? Well, then first of all, oneness is not even a priority. Who says that oneness is a priority? God does. Well, yeah, but I know God, right. But God if you does, have different but, visions. Right, you have you know. a different vision, right? I mean, what, you know, I mean, you could talk to different Christians and say, okay, what's, what do you think is 
God's priority. What do you think is right. in God's heart? Some will say the gospel. Some will say the gospel. Some will say missions. Is it, right. Some will say, you know. Feeding the poor. Feeding the poor. A lot of things. Right. How many would say God is after the oneness of his people? Yeah. Right? Yeah. God is after I think only those body. with that vision. Only those with that vision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, Paul, well, you brought up Paul. I mean, Paul, I mean, his, his salvation. Part of his his very salvation was based on that vision. This vision, yes. right? I mean, yes. he's you know he's he's persecuting Christians, right. believers of Jesus. You know, these are renegades, right? <laughs> they are they're rebellious Jews, yeah, right. I mean, at the time he was only persecuting Jewish Christians, right? right? Jewish believers. Right. So these are these are rebellious Jews rebelling against their father's tradition and right. tra- father's re- right. religion, uh, the, which is the true religion, by right. the way. Right. right? At that, God-given, that, God-given, actually. God-given. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and here, here he is persecuting these renegades and then out, of the, out from heaven. Why are you persecuting me? Me. Right? That's right. Why are you persecuting me? And immediately, Paul recognized it was the Lord. It wasn't yeah. just God. Yeah. It was the Lord, yeah. right? I mean, there yeah. was a kind of he a revelation there, right? right? <laughs> yes. It was the Lord. Yeah. Lord, who are you? Lord, yeah. I am Jesus. Yeah. You know, so right there, he saw at his salvation of calling on Jesus as Lord. Right. You know, which he, that's when he got right. saved, right? Right. He right. recognized Jesus as Lord. And, and, uh, and with that salvation, he is seeing, oh, all these Believers that I've been persecuted—they are—they are just—they are Jesus. They are Jesus. Jesus said, "They I are Jesus." Je- I'm Jesus, who you are persecuting. Who per- but he was persecuting the believers. So. Yeah, Jesus didn't say, "You're persecuting my followers. You're persecuting my believers. You're persecuting Christians." Right. No, persecuting you're persecuting me. me. Me, right? You're persecuting me. So it's out from that 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 Paul was the one who came up with this term. The body of Christ, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. that did not appear in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't use that term. Nobody used that term. Uh, I think is very just Paul. Yeah, Paul used that term, the body of Christ. I yeah. don't think Peter used it. John used it. Yeah, I think right, you're right. In their epistles. So only Paul. Yeah, James didn't use it. Paul was the one who right. saw. So he had that revelation. revelation. It was a, it was a governing revelation, a it governing a vision. vision. It was a vision. And it governed, and you look, you look at that. It, if you look at everything that he taught, and you look at everything that he did, you and if you realize that he had that vision, <clears throat> you can see that vision governing that vision governing everything that he did. So, so that governed mm-hmm. his mission mm-hmm. to build up the body of Christ. Right. He saw that, so that became his mission. That yeah. was his commission. That was his calling. So later on in Colossians, he even said, we're called to one body and be thankful. Yes. Right? Amen. So, <laughs> I mean, so he saw his calling and at, at the moment of salvation. He saw his calling, the calling to one body. Right. And in his epistles, he's reminding the believers like they're in Colossians mm-hmm. that that's their calling too, because he uses we. <laughs> right. So... Yeah, we're, we're, we're all called into that one body. And um, if we have that governing vision, realizing that we are all one body with one head, mm. 
Even Paul uses, I think I mentioned, the verbiage that we are members of one another. Mm. When we meet other believers, then that overarching and that governing vision governs our view of them. Yes, that's it's, true. It's not a vision of, of belief systems right. or of doctrinal systems or of ways of meeting or ways of baptizing or ways of having the Lord's table or ways of anything, mm. nothing. It's that you are a member of the body of Christ as I am a member of the body of Christ. Not only that, we're members one of another. And Jesus is our head. And to honor those that you think are not as prominent. Yeah. The, those that are, uh, how does Paul, what's the Paul word that Paul used? The, uh, the uncomely. Yes. Right? I mean, that's King James. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, I think that's a King James word. Uncomely means, yeah. you know, kind of ugly. Yeah. Right? I mean, not, not appealing. So there are believers. Funny thing is, of course, among believers, someone I think is unappealing mm -hmm. may be very appealing to someone else. Mm -hmm. Right, <laughs> okay? right. So, but the point is, Paul's point is, if I think someone is unappealing, yeah, I need to honor him or her even more. That's the right. That's the relationship in the one body. Right. So we honor one another, and especially more to those that I think personally think is not as good as what they should be or whatever right. it is. Right. These, they're deficient in some way. Right. I would honor them more. Well, if, if you have that governing vision, mm -hmm. which the Lord gave to Paul, which the Lord has himself because mm -hmm. that's what he values, mm -hmm. then we let his judgment of that uncomely member, quote, quote, mm -hmm. We let his judgment of that person become our judgment of that person. That's good. Because if we begin to think of other believers as uncomely believers, oh, this one's a comely believer. I like him because he speaks really well, or she sings well, or this one, you know. It has the same doctrine as me yeah, or whatever. Right, right. And, uh, you know, we like the same sports teams together. So, they're, you know, mm -hmm. that's a, a better appraisal of that person, you know. Mm -hmm. So even that appraisal of a person being comely or uncomely is kind of outside of that vision. It is outside. It, it is outside, but but it's natural to because Paul mentioned it. Right. Okay. Right? Okay. Since okay. Paul mentioned they're okay. uncomely. Right. So But the Lord doesn't value them any differently than than anybody other one else. No. In fact, it seems that he valued them a little bit more because Maybe he so. says to honor them more. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. But, right. but my point is, though, is that different ones, we evaluate different, I mean, different ones are evaluated differently by different people. Sure. Right. right. So someone might think you're great and I might think you're <laughs> less, I'm not so great. right? Yeah. You're not so great. But according to Paul's word, if I see the vision of the body, then to me, I need to honor you honor more. more. Maybe the other person who thinks you're great does not need to honor you as much because he's already honoring you. <laughs> he Got, thinks it. You're great. Got it. Yes. You know? So in that, there's there's kind of the cross there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I need to turn to the Lord. <laughs> That's right. So that I can under, honor that. I drop my preference right. and, and honor that person more. So, because you know what? <clears throat> because you can imagine if that person has been labeled, let's say, 
as an as an uncomely member, they need more building up. They, they may even have an yeah. estimation of that on themselves. They may. So there does need to be more honoring because Paul in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, when he talks about the functions of the gifts and so on, at the end of it, he says, let all things be done for the building up. Hmm. So that means any kind of uh, interaction that I have with another member of the body of Christ, everything I do should be for building that one up. Yeah. So like you say, I need to honor that one person more because maybe maybe the Lord is pointing out to me that person maybe doesn't have a very good evaluation of themselves, then maybe they need to be built up a little bit more. Amen. Maybe they need to be honored a little yeah. bit more. And also, I, I like that part. Just backtrack just a little bit. Okay. I, I think that's why the vision is, is important. Right. Right. Because, because if we don't have a vision of this one body, and by the way, this goes back to the Lord's Prayer in John 17. Exactly. Right. That he prayed for one. Specifically. Right? Specifically. He prayed three times that they, that we, that they, the believers, may be one. Yes. And three in the Bible usually means like he exhausted himself. Three <laughs> means. But in any case, that's what's in his heart. So, so that's his governing vision too. That, yeah, that, that was his vision. <laughs> uh-huh. His vision is the building up of the ecclesia. Yes, right. Which is the oneness of his people. Yes. So I think that is just so key that you brought up that we need such a vision. And, and you know, there's a, a verse in Proverbs that says without a vision, people will run wild. They run everywhere. Right. We're being carried off to different things without a controlling vision. Yeah. So, yeah. so as Christians, as believers, you know, really, that is a great question. What do you see? I mean, what, what is the vision? What is the spiritual vision, right? What is the vision of God that controls how you serve? how you treat others, mm-hmm. how, you know, how we relate to one another yeah. as believers. Yeah. Uh, what is our pursuit? You know, what, what drives us? I think that's all part of relating to having this vision. Yeah. And, and with Paul, if you read his letters and you read his life, once he saw that vision, he was, he was caught. He was, he was caught. driven. Yeah, he was right? very driven. He was driven. And what was he driven Two, he was driven to minister Christ for the building up of the one body Amen. of Christ. His whole ministry was to minister Christ for a specific outcome, which is the building up of the one body of right. Christ, of the ecclesia. Right. Because today, if you don't see that vision, then you could, you could teach the Bible, you can preach the gospel, you can do a lot of different things, but the outcome could be more divisions. Correct, because those things become little visions that you you let govern you, mm-hmm. rather than the uh, vision that the Lord Jesus had Himself, which was, was the body. And I might even add, in regard to Paul, that his vision uh, for the building up also included pointing out the things that distract from and destroy. Destroy the oneness. The oneness. Right. Yeah. And and what was distracting was people being distracted away from Christ. Yes. Col- Colossians is a, is a is a perfect example. Oh, yeah. Great. Because because they were so uh, so distracted from the Lord that they were not even holding the head hmm. any longer. He said. Yeah. So um, actually, every epistles that he wrote almost yeah. was because 
people were getting distracted away from Christ. Right, and he was br- and trying to bring them back. He's trying to bring them back right. again for the building up of the one body of Christ. So, so he said in both Ephesians and Colossians, he says, the ministry that's given to me is for you so that, you know, what is given to me is for the building up of the body of Christ. So if we don't see that, so sure, we need to preach the gospel. We need to minister mm-hmm. to the poor and all the needy that's around us. Mm-hmm. Well, but we need to minister to everyone that's and, around us, right? right? Exactly. Um, and uh, we need to have have a mission, but but all, and we need to study the Bible. We need to teach the Bible. Mm-hmm. But all of those things, if if there's not a governing vision, like you mentioned mm-hmm. in the very beginning, mm-hmm. then those things can become our little little sect, right? Sure. That that you, sure. you, you know we sure. come up with this, and so we try thing. to draw other people into that rather than the into the one body. the oneness of the body. Yeah. So let's say that your ministry, the Lord directs you to to have a homeless. Uh, person ministry, right? Where you go out, you feed them, you go out, you, you you take care of them, you try to find housing for them, and those kinds of things, and uh, so that ultimately they could be brought into the body of Christ. Yes, that's right. But when you meet other Christians, all you talk about is your ministry, and come join me in my ministry because that's the that's ministry. The, that's your vision, that's right? The, if that's, that's your vision, right. that's what. But we, but if you have this governing vision of the mm-hmm. head and the body, Christ right. and the church, then w- when you meet other Christians, your desire is to help them grow up into that experience of the body and to receive right Christ from them. And if exactly yeah, and uh, and if the Lord leads them to help you in your ministry, so be it. Yeah, right. But that's not the governing thing, that's and good. that's just one example. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of things, and that. I've met so many Christians who try to bring you into what they're doing because they think that that's the thing that the Lord is honored the most with. Because that's what they see. Because that's, that's all they vision. see. That's right. their vision. You just brought up a great point from the very beginning, um, Al, that, that it, it is a, a cru- so crucial for a believer to understand that first there is a eternal purpose of God, mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. Number two, that... We need to see, have a vision yeah. of this yeah. eternal purpose. Yeah. And this eternal purpose is fully consummated or, you know, or, or somehow fully engaged and wrapped up in the matter of the oneness of the believers, right. which is the one body of Christ. Right. So one, one other point I want to bring up is, as you were mentioning ministries, um, we all should have ministry sure you agree right amen uh, right you know first uh you know chapter 12 which you brought up in paul's writing about the one body he also described that everyone every believer has a gift yeah right to right. has an has a gift has an operation have a ministry right. so that they can contribute but their their ministry their gift their operation is not for them no Right, it's for the body. So right. there are the all these various things that are going on is is for the building up of the one body, and and I think that's just you know that is a kind of a uh, you need I mean you need a vision to right. to be able to have that kind of a heart because so it, it's so easy to if I have a ministry to just 
care about my ministry. So in the beginning of, of, of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, when Paul says, there's divisions among you because some of you say that you're Paul. Mm-hmm. Some of you say mm-hmm. that you're mm-hmm. Peter and mm-hmm. Apollos. Mm-hmm. And even some of you say that you're of Christ mm-hmm. as a way of dividing yourself from others. And Paul said, look, we, we are nothing. Yes, we are ministers. Yes, we are, we are ministers planting and watering, but we're nothing. Why are you making division by making preferences and grouping yourself around us who are nothing right. but ministers? You have everything, so stop. You guys are babes when you group yourself based on minister. Paul is saying, look, we're nothing. Yes, we're ministers, but please, right? I'm begging you. He rebukes and he begs and he just doing yeah, different yeah. things to Yeah, and, and in that context, when he's talking about, especially him and Apollos, he, he talks about that we are yours. Yeah. Yours. Not your, your, your ours. Yeah, your ours. Right. Your ours, or, you know, a group of you are Apollos's and a group of you are Paul's. Right. No. But we're your right. for the for the purpose that we would be able to build you up, not right. that you would come and build us up as mi- as, as ministers. great ministers. Yeah, that's just so, uh, and that's because of his vision, right? Yes. I mean, it's Ex- all kind of comes again, back to again. his vision, yes. right? right. He, he's for that, and uh, and so now when it comes down to it, Paul, which is the you know I would consider him to one one of the greatest apostles, yeah. ever, and if Paul is saying. Don't gather around me, right? Don't make me anything. Don't build a group around me. Then today, as we as ministers, and we, we should be, we should have ministries, we should have works and operations, but all that we do, we, we need to have this clear vision that we're, we're building up others so that they can be one with other believers, right. all believers, because exactly. we're building up the one body. And so if we have that view, when we meet other believers or when we gather together in fellowship, mm-hmm. uh, then with that governing vision, that will be our practice. It will be, it will, it will come will be, out of that. It, yes, it'll come out of that vision that we want to build those people up into the body of Christ. We want to, to minister to them so that they can experience that Christ more. Mm-hmm. And we want to, to fellowship together with them in oneness. That means sharing receiving and yeah giving and receiving giving and receiving because each one has something that's each, right. each one has something that i can receive from them to be built absolutely. up absolutely and i have something absolutely. for them to help build them up and right. so when we see that it's not one then day, we right? va- right. Days, right then yeah. we value each other we <clears throat> value all the members of the body of christ in a way that builds up the body of christ Amen, brother i mean that's <laughs> uh what a wonderful vision yeah of course it's not again it the it's the Lord's vision. Yes, it's the Lord's. He just needs people to speak the same thing, speak yeah. this vision, right? Yes. I mean, right. when you look around today, you might say, "Oh, this is this is so daunting, you know, to to it's impossible mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. to happen." It's not our thing. Right. If it's our thing, it would go, "Man, how is this all going to happen?" Well, it's not our thing. <laughs> it's not our thing, right? It's, it's the so Lord's thing. We just speak. <laughs> yeah. We speak and I believe I speak, you speak, the more people that that speak this, then the Lord will work. This, I believe it will. It will happen. Because, it will, because this know? is what the this is what the Lord wants. This is what the Lord wants. So so if we begin to speak it, 
then people will begin to see it. Because the Lord will un begin unveiling. Unveiling. Right. So that's, that's why on one hand, this is such a huge vision, you might say. You know, believers to be one. You know, believers that can receive one another without any dividing line, demarcation lines. And, and we just treat it as, just, uh, as members. And, and we can love one another in our daily living, at work, at school, around the neighborhood. If you're a believer, it doesn't matter what church you go to or right. not at right. all. Right. Right. That we can just love one another and Amen. fellowship and right. help one another. Man, this is, you guys are nuts talking, you know, like, kind of like, you know, <laughs> yeah. talking like that. How is that ever going to happen? Well, that's not our job to right. worry about how it's right. going to happen. We're just going to speak what we see. That's right. <laughs> you know, the, gonna, the Lord will do it. I mean, the Lord will do it. He, he said that it was up to him. He'll he said, build he his, said I, will, I, will I will build, build my, my ecclesia. ecclesia. I'll do right? it. I'll so, do it. Yeah, but we're members. We're members, and we who, have by part. His grace, we've been able to see that vision as well. So if we speak it, we're speaking the same thing that the Lord wants. He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. We have our little part. I mean, it's kind of like yes. our burden is light. Here we are. We just have a great time fellowshipping, <laughs> and that was that's it, right? We had a great time fellowshipping. Yeah. Whatever yeah. the Lord's gonna do with this, you know, this podcast yeah. once it's out there. Up to him. It's up to him, right? Yeah, I mean, that's we, right. Amen. We've done our little part. That's right. Which is to enjoy him. Amen. <laughs> and that's been enjoyable, too. Amen. <laughs> has been. So anyway, we're going to have to end this uh, portion again. So thank you, Hal. It's thank great you, fellowshipping. Amen. So praise the Lord, saints out there, whoever is listening, and hope that you can enter into this vision of the one oneness in the one body of Christ. And if you have more questions or comments, uh, feel free to um, contact One Body Life. Yeah, amen. All <laughs> right. Okay, bye.